unless it says it's live. I think it's live. All right, Sangram here. Excited to do another LinkedIn Live, as you all know, at 2 p.m. every Friday Eastern. We're trying to be here live. Uh, living or dead, we are trying to be here live. So that's, that's the idea. And we're talking about a whole bunch of things. There is a community called Flip Muffin on LinkedIn that you might want to join. A lot of the topics are actually coming from there. So this is a conversation I was having this morning around how do you crawl, walk, and run with account-based marketing and what skill sets do you need when you try to hire an account-based marketer. So we're gonna talk about those two topics. So everybody, welcome again for uh, joining us for the LinkedIn Live. I know it's kind of interruptive, so if you have any feedback of doing a better job with this LinkedIn Live, I've actually never done this uh, before in any, any other platform, I love your feedback. And if you go like or comment and just share so that other people will know that we're live, that would be fantastic. So again, two call to actions today. One is join the LinkedIn community group. You'll see it and it's in the, in the content there. Um, and also, um, I think there's another link. I forgot about that. Um, the book, yes, the book. Um, there's, I think you can pre-order it. There's a link for that too. So let's talk about how do you crawl, walk, and run with ABM. So let me first talk to organizations who are new to ABM. So if you're new to ABM, just give it a like so I know that you're listening and this, this makes sense. And if you have any questions, just pop in there. I'll start answering those directly. So the first thing we're gonna talk about crawl, walk, and run. And then in a second, we're gonna talk about what skills you need to hire the best account-based marketers. Because there are a lot of organizations that are creating job descriptions specifically for ABM. And I have examples of some companies who are doing really, really cool stuff and what kind of skill set you need to do this job really well because it's kind of new and, and it's okay to, to not know all the details around it. So. In order to do crawl, walk and run with ABM, if you're new to ABM, my number one challenge to you is that do not, and this might surprise it, do not start with acquisition. I know that probably is surprising to a lot of you that, hey, look, acquisition is what we do, that's what a job for marketer is. But here, here's the thing, with acquisition, you can never guarantee what's gonna happen. Now, I'll, I'll get to how you can at least know what the results might be with the other two ideas that I'm about to share, but think about acquisition, for example. You can never guarantee if you're gonna start targeting a set of accounts, and if those accounts are gonna close within 30, 60, 90 days, or anything like that, if those accounts are even ready to buy right now, they may be best fit based on your identification of the total addressable market, if you're able to serve them, all those ideas might make sense, and you might feel like this is the perfect account to go after, you will still you may not be able to close it because it may not be the best time, maybe the budget is not there, maybe they're going through some sort of transition. There may be so many things that are completely out of your control that you just don't have a way to, to progress on that account. And you might think ABM is failing, but it's actually not. It is There are things that are out of your control. Now, the area where I would say, if you're in a crawl, walk, run, you're just about to get started, you're saying, what is the first campaign I should focus on? I would say you should double down on pipeline velocity. That is where the money is. And here are a few reasons for it. If you have an account that is in pipeline, two things are clear. Number one, they have raised their hand and they're saying, we're gonna buy from you or we're gonna buy from your competitor. They've already made that point very clear because you have already qualified them, they're in your pipeline, it makes perfect sense. And the second point is, as an organization, you probably have your sales team looking at it, so they're all into it. You probably have your executive team looking at it and they're saying, we need to close these deals in order to meet whatever the goal that you have for your business. 
and there are a lot of eyes and ears on this particular set of deals. So why not focus on that? And you can see success so within the next 30, 60, 90 days, whatever your sales cycle is, you're gonna find out if you're able to win those deals at a faster rate or increase those deal size at a much bigger value, or at a minimum, if you lose those deals, you will know that something happened with those deals and why you lost it. But if you don't focus on pipeline velocity as a first campaign, you're gonna have a hard time justifying organization that this is a good idea. So I'll tell you a few reasons why companies fail today is because they start with ABM they, and, and they say, we're gonna go acquisition all in, here's a list of 50 accounts you're gonna go after, they double down on it, and two weeks later, a month later, they look at, oh, we haven't closed a deal. Uh, maybe this thing doesn't work. I'm not seeing a whole bunch of people downloading my ebook from these accounts. And people start questioning the very basis of ABM. You haven't been wrong, it's just that you're expecting, your expectations are unrealistic with those accounts that you have no idea if they're ready to buy or not. But when it comes to pipeline, they have raised their hand, they have said we're gonna buy from you, so or you or somebody else. So there is intent, there is fit, and now your job is to create engagement in those accounts and that can drive significant amount of revenue. So, so if you're thinking about jumping into account-based marketing, you're at a place where you think, I wanna do this thing, don't start at acquisition. It probably is gonna make you look like you're, you're not, you don't know what you're doing. And if you start with pipeline velocity, you're gonna have a lot of success. At the minimum, you will have results to experiment and test and figure out what it is. So if you like this, if it makes sense, just give a thumbs up so we know that this is resonating with you or just ask questions. And the other, oh, there, there are a couple of comments here. Uh, Shivangi from, um, uh, she's a senior consultant. Hey there, uh, can we have account-based scoring model? Oh my goodness, this is so close to my heart. So, <laughs> And would that be good for a firm? So first of all, the lead scoring, if you're talking about a lead scoring model, I think they're broken and they don't work. Most organizations have completely erased and taken off their lead scoring model. It sounds good, doesn't work. Account-based, yes. And that, I think, is at the engagement level. So what you should actually be measuring in account-based world is that what does the engagement look like for this account? And when you think about an account, it's not one person. It's multiple different people in the account. So it, it is uh, folks that, that are like four or five people, their collective engagement becomes your account score. And if you combine that information with fit and intent, oh, you're, you're golden because you have now so much information about that account that you can jump in and you can start looking at them and say, these are the accounts that are hot, let's go in. Uh, last week we had this conversation on LinkedIn Live and, and this is what we're trying to do every every Friday to just learn and, and the community and the, and, and the LinkedIn group is helping us figure out these questions. There are a lot of really interesting, but last week we talked about this where is MQL, SQL important anymore? And, and the reality is if somebody comes to your website that has the right account and it is part of your target account list, you should jump on it. You shouldn't go have them go to a ringer to figure out they're qualified or not. It makes no sense whatsoever. So, so I, think, I think the scoring model makes a lot of sense but the scoring is different than how you look at lead scoring. So that's that's one. All right, um, and then, uh, yeah, thank you, uh, thank you, Brown Morgan. Uh, it's always great to see you. Uh, Miles, I appreciate, very unpredictable. I, I, I totally agree that the acquisition, so if you're joining now, what we're talking about is how do we crawl, walk, and run uh, with ABM, and having seen thousands of companies do ABM, the number one reason they fail in account-based marketing is because they focus on acquisition as the starting point, 
and they have unrealistic expectations of winning those deals when you have no idea if those accounts are ready to buy. Uh, so, so get rid of that is the number one thing. You should do that. You should create air cover campaigns, but you should not have unrealistic expectations on it. And where you should rather start is pipeline velocity because that's where the money is, that's where the eyes are, that's what your CFO, CEO, CMO, CRO, everybody's looking at. That's where you I would focus on. And I've seen at the minimum you will see success, and success can be defined as oh, this is working and this is not. That's really important, guys. So that really helps you set up for the right folks. So the third idea on this crawl, walk, run, and then we'll jump into the skill sets you need uh, in a little bit because that's another big question we get is like, what is the skills? Like, how do we hire an ABMer? Like, what would, is it the digital person? Is it my demand gen person? And I got some really good insight from a few companies because uh, I've been reviewing job descriptions of companies that are hiring ABM and what they look like. So. So the third idea on just crawl, walk, and run as we finish this point is this idea of expansion, all right? So if your organization, like, like Maysergy is a great example of it, 80, 80 or 85% of the revenue that comes from Maysergy is from their flagship product. And then the rest of the revenue comes from all the additional products that they have. Now if you think about that, if you're an organization where 80% of the revenue comes from 20% of your customers, ABM is, is, is incredible because you should be focusing on those customers who are already trusting you and trying to see if you can upsell, cross-sell, I like to call it upserving, you can upserve them to different accounts, different different product lines and different and expose them. So Thompson Writers and, and they are coming and speaking at the BDB SMX conference in, in, um, in Boston on August 12th. So if you wanna come and join them and see them, it's awesome. Jillian, who is the Director of Account-Based Marketing at, at Thomson Reuters, their win rate is 95% for renewals. 95% for renewals. And that has completely changed her uh, entire trajectory from a career perspective. So now they're doubling down on that program. The reason they're able to do that is because they already know the accounts. They already know what matters to them. They already have insights and alignment in that. So as much as you can, get into find the color of the money is green no matter what. So if you can figure out where the money is flowing, I would start focusing on ABM efforts right there and then go back. And now, going back to acquisition, if you start there, chances are you're gonna fail quickly. As long as you can set expectations, that's okay. But if you start there and that's all you're doing, you're probably gonna look at ABM a few months later and say, ABM doesn't work. It's not ABM, it's actually that your strategy right now doesn't work. So it's hard truth. I just wanna make sure that we are just raw, real, and clear about that. So that's crawl, walk, and run. The other side that people are asking a ton of questions on is this idea, what skill sets do we need to have to hire an ABM? So if you have this question, just like or comment because this is a big topic and I think we might talk about this for the next uh, episode too. Who do I hire? Is this a different person, different skill set? Is Are they from marketer or not? So let me give you a couple of thoughts on that. The best ABM folks that I have been talking, I've talked to hundreds, there are 400 people in the community, I think I know them by name now, uh, is, and I'm looking at them, a lot of them actually come from sales. Believe it or not, when you bring a salesperson into an ABM role who's, who is all about figuring out how do I engage my account better, they are super awesome. It's, it, they, they don't have any baggage. They're not focused on one or other thing. They're just focused on driving revenue. So if you can get somebody from sales, into a marketing organization to run that, that's fantastic. The second type of person that's really good that I've seen in the last few years 
is this idea of a person who actually has dimension and field marketing experience. Dimension and field marketing. The reason is, if you're a field marketer today, and if you know field marketer, if you ask them, hey field marketer, how, how do you measure success? They will immediately say that my success is dependent on the regional sales leader success. They just know that. But unfortunately, field marketers get pushed into field events and they become more of an event marketer. But if you take them out and give them wings to fly, you can see that they can actually do a lot more damage for, for their sales leaders. So what they can do, and if you say, hey look, if you're gonna help them, just don't run, run events. Figure out if you wanna run advertising for those accounts. Figure out if you wanna do direct mail. We can support you, you figure out the program for those accounts in that region. Mind-blowing, Those are they are phenomenally successful, they thrive, they're like mini CMOs in that role. And the third type of person, so one is like, you know, try to get a salesperson, fantastic. Get a field marketer, even better, because they get it. Well, the third one is somebody who's in demand gen role. So somebody, not necessarily a specialist in marketing automation, because they will get bogged down with the details. Or a digital marketer, they will get bogged down into open rate, click-through rates. You need someone who's more of a generalist here, because they need to figure out a way to measure success in terms of business outcomes. Very different. All right, so we got a few more questions here. Um, if you talk about integrated marketing, like all systems are connected, what do you think account-based marketing would work there? Uh, what can be the one opportunities in ABM? Do you think win-win situation can increase in ABM? I mean, at the end of the day, it is ABM is a strategy, not a tactic. Now, if you have been listening to me, I think I'm gonna repeat myself here. Email was a, is, a, is a tool, right? Like we are sending emails. You think about marketing automation, it just allowed marketers to do more email, I would say almost spam. Um, you think about predictive, it allowed marketers to figure out which accounts to go after. You think about intent data, it allowing marketers to figure out which accounts to go after. But ABM is a strategy. It is a 100% strategy. Nobody can say, we just, you, can, you cannot say that, hey, like I'm, I'm the chief evangelist at Terminus. If you come to me and say, I'm a Terminus customer and we do ABM and all we have is Terminus, I would say, you are probably not doing ABM because just with Terminus, you can do advertising and you can do analytics and you can figure that part out and that's a lot of it. But if you don't combine that with sales cadences and salespeople are not reaching out, if you don't combine that with direct mail so that there is this halo effect around it, you're missing the whole opportunity. So just advertising or just uh, attribution is not gonna solve the problem. So it's a strategy. So integrated approach is really, really important. Uh, so we got uh, Nicole, who's a manager and a love. Her title is account-based marketing. Awesome, maybe you can tell what an ABM, you can just jump in. Can you share tips on hiding an ABM specialist to work under an ABM manager? Well, first of all, Nicole, congratulations. That is a really cool thing that your title is ABM. I love that, thank you for what you do. And in order for you to hire, I think you're the best person to tell that more so than me. As, as I'd love to hear what are your skill sets. And so if you could respond that, hey, look, here are my skill set, I think that'd be, that'd be phenomenal. Uh, let's just look, let's look at Nicole's uh, um, LinkedIn and just see what, because I think I wanna see if what I'm saying even connects with this. This is real, if I get it wrong, I get it wrong, but I'm assuming she has a lot of different levels. There you go. Uh, she was a field marketing manager for Southeast before this. Prior to that, she was a marketing programs manager Prior to that, she was a marketing manager. So this, I'm glad we looked and I'm glad this came up. It just proves the point. It, a great ABM manager is someone who actually understands the business and the sales side of the house. 
and if that person is a digital marketer or a very specialist or automation specialist uh, it's it's gonna be hard for them to transition into that role I'm not saying they can never but it's hard for them to transition so if you're a manager and if you're looking for a specialist in that I would figure out where are where are the gaps that you have I don't think it's a cookie cutter answer for that hey you need to have this one if you're a manager and you know that you're good at events and you're good at marketing at digital marketing and you need somebody to do more specific automation maybe it makes sense to hire an automation specialist there um, but I wouldn't focus on that uh, as much so again kudos Nicole um, there you go you've done field marketing demand gen events makes perfect sense so so let me just see if we can just you know wrap it up in some of these things and if there are more questions let me know um, uh, Raymond just popped in what if your brand new business wouldn't it make sense to start using ABM from start of acquisitions again Raymond I don't know if you heard me in the beginning it's a great idea yes it should work in theory but my experience tells me most companies fail with acquisition programs when that is the only program they run because their expectations are high so you are a new business and you are saying you want to start acquisition that means that is high on your list I get it but I'm assuming I'm hoping that you have deals in the flight and that are in pipeline I would start there because that's where the money is acquisition that as sexy as that sounds you're gonna have a hard time figuring out and saying how long should I wait for these deals to open or close and and you there's no prediction like there's no it's not predictable at all so you're gonna have a hard time and I don't want you or others to fail and think that ABM doesn't work because it's not the fault of ABM as a strategy It's the fault that we are too early in it and we're expecting too much so that's that's a that's a big deal there all right so so let me just recap for the folks who just joined again thank you for joining we're trying to do this every um, every Friday at 2 p.m. crawl walk run and the skills that you need for ABM for crawl walk run if you are an organization who are starting with ABM do not jump into acquisition as the only way to do ABM make sure you look at pipeline velocity as your key driver of success it will immediately tell you what works what doesn't and it will allow you to experiment a little bit and also get buying from your sales team because they want those deals they want to win right number two if you have an organization where you have an 80-20 rule where 80% of the deals are coming from 20% of your customers focus on expansion Jillian Gartner from Thompson Riders did a phenomenal they're doing a case study and talking about that at the B2B SMX conference in Boston so if you come and check it out it is phenomenal that they're seeing 95% win rate it's no joke it's a real company massive company and there's a reason why they they're focusing on expansion and on top of that if you're doing acquisition think about air cover as your strategy so so that's on the crawl walk run in terms of skill sets for ABM if you're an ABM you're looking for somebody to hire as an ABM manager they better be from either field marketing or demand gen or programs manager more of a mini CMO like who understands the business and wants to really have their sales team win and that's the focus area if you're hiring specialist in that role as a account a marketing automation specialist or a digital marketing specialist chances are they're gonna to be too narrow and they won't be able to make business level decisions right off the bat unless they are like really looking forward to be in that role so not knocking anybody down 
I just from my experience haven't seen them super successful at least without a really good leader that believes in them and looks into them. So, so that's it for now, guys. Um, again, every Friday we're here. Please join the Flip My Funnel community on LinkedIn. You can just see the link right there. And if you get a chance, pre-order the ABMS B2B book. Uh, we talk about a lot of this stuff in that. And if there's any topic specifically you want me to cover during this time, uh, we'd love to hear, we'd love to do it. Thank you so much.